Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany. Hey, everyone. I am so excited today to bring these women in. Oh, my gosh. I met this fabulous Emily Jones a couple of years ago, and she has brought her partner in crime. Well, we'll call the partner in podcasting, Julie Dobbs with the Mom Game podcast. Welcome, girls. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. I know. I'm so excited to have you here. We met Emily a couple of years ago at a local influencing event and when we were just getting out of COVID, I believe. And mm-hmm. so we made And I connection. didn't know I was an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I am. A fashion influencer, by the oh way. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Was that a misprint? <laughs> no, I mean she's just kidding. Bless sweet Amy at, at, at Shop, Shop Rippy. And she's a great friend and she's actually a wonderful client. She buys a ton of scout and seller wine. She's a great client of mine. And um she invited me on this like fashion thing like whatever and I was like have you but then it actually helped me because I went shopping I bought some stuff now she'll send me like pictures like saw this dress thought of you she kind of knows my style so yeah big thanks to Amy Lively for uh for 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 introducing us for sure and considering me a fashion (laughs) influencer (laughs) now and you have brought with you today Julie Dobbs and um you both have a podcast and hey everyone you know we at my so-called fabulous just finished our we just recorded our we're, this is 106 okay we nice. are 100 and you girls did the same thing you just celebrated 100 and congratulations thank you yeah. what a journey it right? is yeah yeah is. we, we got to catch up with you but um <laughs> just a couple yeah i mean will. i feel no well maybe <laughs> we could double up no i'm just kidding um i I feel like there's so many podcasts out there right now. So if you can, if you have the, you know, the staying power to, to produce a hundred of them, I do think it's a big deal. We celebrated and we had Roger and Marianne Staubach on, um, Captain America and his wife and talk about like goals. I mean, those two, I wonder if they've ever like made a Bad you move. kind of were trying to ask. Like, I was. You were I was like, 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 give me something. Give me something where yeah, you can right? show us that you're human. You and it was like that anything ever. One time I forgot to take out the trash and it was I felt so bad. You know, I mean, that wasn't it. But it just. Yeah. Talk about it's hard in this day and age to get that far in life and not have some sort of like you know, something come out, controversy, you know, but I mean, everyone loves Roger. And then you look at his wife and Marianne is just as lovely and just Mm -hmm. as gracious. And it's just there. There's, I mean, talk about couple goals. I mean, they are all of them. And what's so interesting to me, they met in fourth grade, Mm -hmm. dated through high school, dated in college, got married. He's in the Navy. I mean, it just, it's amazing to me. And five kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I have one child. And she's not a child anymore, but that was a, that was a hustle for me. I mean, I mean, that's five kids. Yeah. I know. I, mean, I, I talk, it's funny because covering sports, you know, as long as we have, you find more people with a lot of kids than, than not. Right. And I don't know what it is, but maybe the, I, I have no idea, but they all seem to be able to handle it very well. Isn't it something? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I have two, and I cannot I, keep track of my life. Yeah. I've always said I'm not emotionally or mental mentally capable of having more than two children. Like, <laughs> you were like, oh, you had a boy and then a girl. That's so perfect. I was like, I don't care if it was a monkey that came out of me. <laughs> I was done. I'm a du- you done yeah. after two. And I waited so late to have kids. I did too. Yeah, Emily. I was an older mom, and I just, I mean, I'm already like doing the math in my head about like when... When, when my kids when, graduate, when they get married and I'm like, shit, I'm going to be old. I'm going to be so old, but that's all right. It's hey, all right. I, I wouldn't was, change it. I was 34 when I had her and um, everyone, all my friends were having their babies mm-hmm. and here I am. But no, it worked out perfectly, but good grief. I was one and done. I, I was sick the whole time and everybody's like, you'll forget. Uh, oh, no, you'll you forget how you felt. Yeah. I haven't freaking yeah, that at so, all. Right. No, I remember that chunk of your life. Just feeling miserable. Yeah. Now let me introduce you to because to my to my listeners because you both are in the sports world. And before we started recording, I w- I am nervous. I've been nervous about recording my sex shows on this podcast. Ooh, talking about sex shows. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Talking about sex with Velvet Box. And let me tell you what. With what? That's Ooh, that's that's, a, that's that's that one gets me kind of you know. Yeah. The, that's the yeah toy that's store. A, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Look at Julie's face. Have yeah. you, I've never, I haven't been in a toy store. I, feel I like haven't I, either. I need to have toys magically show up on my porch because I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid people are going to be like, subscription service. Saw Emily Jones <laughs> at the, the toy store. <laughs> There's no renting. That's foul. Oh my God. 
For the love, Julie. Keep have the some, runway. Have some decor. Keep the runway. <laughs> Keep the runway. That's so, right. So, yeah. That one's tough. Okay, yeah. But, but I can see one, why you would be nervous. Yeah, that. this one is... this. It, Talking sports. Now, I love my TC Horn Frogs. Every every sport that, you know, I got this. But, I mean, the thought of coming on here, I was listening. Y'all talked to Roger Staubach, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I? I mean, what am I going to ask them? And my husband's like, just ask them questions about sports if yeah. that's about me. So I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to talk about mom stuff. But anyway, yeah. you girls are journalists, I mean, and you're in the sports world. So you're sports journalists, and you tell us tell us your bio you were at with the texas rangers yeah so i've been doing this um gosh since 98 good lord so 24 years in television my first two years were in news in lubbock where i graduated from college from texas tech i was i hated news reporting i thought it was really? depressing and monotonous and you know, I was talking about like boll weevils and the cotton crop and, you know, <laughs> super exciting Groundhog e. Day. Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is awful. So after two years in news, I made the transition to sports um, and I made it in a very, um, very large jump way where I went from a news reporter to the sports director, which back in the, you know that time, it was like, you know, 2000, 2001, maybe. And we're in the buckle of the Bible belts, like the most conservative area in the country. And they put me in like the sports director's role, which is like, you know, six and 10 every night on the week, oh, yeah. on the weeknights. So there was a lot of like, uh, how do you say this? Old white dudes that were like, sports, what do you know about sports? Yeah. What are you doing? What's this 22 year old thing doing on my TV telling me about my sports every night? And so <laughs> it was... Um, it was very eye-opening. I my skin thickened very quickly because people were super, super not nice. Um, we didn't have you know social media then, but we did have message boards, and message boards were so evil. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I ended up doing that for four years, and then in two thousand four, I came to DFW, worked for Fox Sports Southwest, covered a myriad of teams during that time, um, that nine year span, including the stars, the Mavericks, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Cowboys, like anybody we had a contract with or anybody in this area, high school sports, college sports, wow. it was everything. And then after nine years there and my second child was born, I was like, you know, this isn't, this is too, it's too much. The schedule was too much. I loved college football. I was doing college football sidelines and I thought it was really cool doing the big 12. It was so awesome. And I thought maybe I could do NFL sidelines. And then it was like, you know, 2013 or whatever, 12. And I looked up and, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon and I'm in Ames, Iowa, covering Kansas and Iowa state. And I was like, I don't think the network has big plans for me here. Like, I think I'm, this is the worst game in the big 12 and I'm on it. So I don't really feel like I'm progressing anyway. And I developed this relationship with the Rangers. I had covered them, you know, pretty closely for the previous seven, eight seasons. And so when I left Fox, um, the Rangers approached me about working exclusively for them um, on a contract basis. And so this is my ninth season working wow. directly for the team. Do you so love it's been it? a lot of fun. I do. I do. I can't imagine doing anything else. This is not what I set out to do. This is not what I wanted to do. I never, I was never a big baseball girl. College football was my thing. Mm -hmm. um, my dad raised my sister and I. And so anyway, but this kind of relationship with the Rangers organization happened very organically and over time. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. You've paid your dues. I paid a lot of dues, <laughs> lots of dues. I mean, yeah. But I dues. still feel very fortunate. Sure. I mean, I worked my ass off, but sure. I also feel very fortunate to have been in the right time, the right place at the right time exactly. in a lot of, in a lot of occasions. Exactly. And Julie, you as well. I mean, you have, mm -hmm. you have definitely been in the sports world for, and, and I mean, hockey too, right? Yeah. That, tell yeah. us about how you got started. Yeah. Um, I actually met Emily when I was an intern at Fox Sports Southwest before I, uh, went to college. And so this was back in like 2001 or two. Right? No, it couldn't have been that early. No, no, no. 2005. Uh, I thought five, it was after college. Five, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, the summer before my senior year of college. There we go. And so, you were in Mizzou, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went to Mizzou. So we met way back then. But then I went to Mizzou um, and got a degree in journalism, broadcast journalism. And then I was able to get a job out of school with the Dallas Cowboys as the reporter for their TV department. 
Um, and I did that just for one season. It's like they kind of freelance people in and out of there mm-hmm. um, right after they graduate college and then ship them off. Right. But it was really cool. And it got me into this market. And I started meeting people. And I was just kind of determined to stay in Dallas doing sports. Um, I lived in Dallas before I moved to Austin when my mom remarried. So I had roots here. My grandmother was here. I loved getting to spend time with her. And so I would say it's just been, you know, 13 plus years of just trying to like figure out how to stay in Dallas and do sports. And along the way, that's taken me through a lot of different things. Um, I did cover the Rangers for a little bit, covered the Cowboys, but at Fox Sports Southwest, I mostly kind of hit my stride with the Dallas Stars and, Mm -hmm. and covering the hockey team. And I um, was a producer of a show covering the stars for like nine years and then became uh, host of the show and then became the reporter for si- what would be the equivalent of a sideline reporter, but for hockey. So it's like rinkside reporter. Um, and I did that for a few years for the stars. Um, and so it's all just been been really fun. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I was just kind of determined to work in sports and and that's what my passion has been. And and then I worked at the ticket uh, for three years full time, which was not really like ever part of my plan. Like Emily says, none of you know everything just works out. Um, you don't necessarily plan on it. I always planned on doing TV and not radio. Mm-hmm. But um, just the way that things went, I was kind of looking for a shift and reached out to someone I knew at the ticket. Started part time there, and then was full time, and I was the only girl on the air there for three years, just, you know, BSing with all these goobers all day. (laughs) And it was really fun. Um, But just recently I went part time. So I'm still filling in there. And um, Emily and I have been able to do the Mom Gay podcast and kind of I've been able to make that more of a full time thing and give it more of my attention Right. and then still working at the ticket. So and then my husband, I met along the way. He's on the coaching staff for the stars. So I feel like I still have that tie to the team and all of that. And I still go to a lot of the stars games, but I'm not working. I actually get to go and bring my kids and have fun. Right. right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a journey, but but it's been a lot of fun. Right. I can tell. Now, you guys, I, I have a question because you both have kind of hit on it a little bit because um, my daughter was was really focusing on broadcast journalism centered on sports. And she got this, I mean, information from someone like you guys that it's a man's world. You're not, it was very difficult to be a female and go into sports broadcasting. So how can you address that? Because you said, you know. Yeah, and I, d- I don't think that's necessarily the case as badly as Today. much as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I, and, and part of that is just kind of the women's movement overall. And then another part of it is there's so many more outlets now. When, when I started, it was, you were either at a regional network, a national network, or you were at a major network affiliate, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Mm-hmm. That was it. Teams didn't have their own reporters yeah. then. Uh, they didn't have, there, there wasn't separate TV contracts for each team, save maybe the Yankees, the, these huge, you know, franchises or whatever. But these whole RSNs, which are regional sports networks that have that have popped up in the last couple of decades, that has changed the dynamic of the the sports broadcasting world because now every team has a me. Mm. Um, every baseball team, every not every, yeah, every NBA team. I mean, it, or most most hockey mm-hmm. teams. I mean, most of the big four sports have. And it doesn't have to be a woman, but they have someone in this role. And so whereas there were, you know, so and and they also have a play by play man and a color commentator. So you're talking about three jobs for just about every team in four major sports. And you're you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of jobs that have opened up, not to mention the social media people, you know, the the. The, you know, we have Hannah Wing, who is the Rangers face of our social media. I mean, there's just so many more opportunities out there, um, you know, not just for women, but overall for an industry that is super, super hard to get into. And so I feel like there is there there's part of it that is still very male dominated. Um, I feel like the, the opportunities are are definitely there for women. Um, and it's a different set of circumstances you have to deal with being a woman. But it's definitely a lot more manageable Mm -hmm. than it used to be. It used to be once Mm -hmm. upon a time. Yeah, I would say anyone that um, is thinking about getting into it and if they're wondering if they should or not, if they turn on the TV nowadays, you almost always will see a female that's on the sidelines or that's even calling a game or doing play by play now. Even in hockey, they have I think just recently they had 
their first broadcast where it was three women. It was an all woman broadcast. So it's play by play analyst and ringside reporter, all females. So I feel like now it's becoming a little bit more normalized. That being said, it's there are different, you know, things that you have to deal with and Mm -hmm. there's obstacles and you have to be confident and you have to guys, I feel like don't have to worry about what they're wearing every day, but females do, you know, things like that. And, and, and what you're going to do if the star receiver, whoever asks you in the locker room, if you want to go on a date, you know, like there's, there's still things like that, that we have to deal with that men don't. But that being said, I think the barrier for entry into the field is, is, is much less than it used to be. And there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, and I, I have a text string with some of my MLB girls that were we friends and, um, you know, bounce ideas off of each other, vent to each other, all that kind of stuff. And we have a text string and but part of the text string this weekend, Super Bowl, was Maria Taylor, who was working sidelines for NBC. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. I think she does an incredible job. She was wearing shorts and a blazer. She looked smoking hot. She looked super. I mean, not that that matters, but I mean, she's but she still looked definitely yeah. professional. She I mean, she's a very she's good at her job mm-hmm. and she looked lovely and professional. She also looked gorgeous, which I feel like I, I can say that just because I want to, but, um, anyway, it started, it started a conversation about, okay, did y'all see Maria Taylor? She looked gorgeous wearing shorts. You think this, can we start wearing shorts (laughs) baseball wise? Cause base, we, none of us really wear shorts and they're like, you know, we're covering these these games in a hundred degrees. And, and I was like, you know what y'all wear whatever the F you want, like really. Mm -hmm. And I think early on in your career, you really can't. And, and I, and I I think that, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that you do kind of have to be a little more careful early on, establish yourself, all that kind of stuff. And then I mean, but I'm like, you know, I've popped out two kids in this clubhouse. Like these dudes. Not in the clubhouse. Not in the clubhouse. Just making that clear. But I mean, I've been, you know, pregnant twice (laughs) in there. Like they've all, I'm just like, I've been doing it for 24 years. I feel like I can't, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you've earned the right I've to not the right have to, to worry about to, every little exactly. thing that you're getting. Yeah. Is there a when uniform? You're getting dressed in the morning? Is there a uniform? Or? There's not. No, no there's not. And they and they don't tell, and I'm fortunate. They don't tell me what to wear. They don't. And I'm like, if you want it, if you want to tell me what to wear, kick ass, provide it for me. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Sponsor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'll be happy to wear whatever you provide me with. <laughs> right. Otherwise I'm going to wear whatever I want. And I've done that a lot. And I get credit. People will be like, why are you wearing heels to a baseball game? Looks like you're going to a garden party. And I'm like, first of all, I don't even know what a garden party is. Never been to one. And second of all, wear whatever I want. I wear my calves look better. Whatever. Yes. (laughs) And and if I, and if that's why I want to dress that way, it's my prerogative. Like you're going to work. You're not going to a baseball game. Like they are like the people that go to a baseball game are sitting in the stands, eating peanuts and beer and cheering for whatever. Right. You're going to work. Right. I'm not wearing heels and a garden party dress (laughs) to watch the Rangers play for fun. So exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that because times are changing for every industry. And I've, I, I've explained that to my child, but you know, it's just that stigma to yeah. you. It absolutely has that stigma, but okay. You girls started a podcast and about the same time I did, we were just discussing this earlier, everyone in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I always say, gosh, what a terrible time. Cause part of the time we were shut down, but, um, Julie and I were talking about, I said, you know, a bad time, but it really wasn't because people were listening. People were looking for something. For something to do. And I don't remember, I I don't even know if I knew what a podcast was when I started my freaking podcast. Well, I still... (laughs) When you started the podcast, someone told you. I said, Paul, what's the freaking podcast? We're just going to do it. I have still never listened to a podcast. Oh. Not one. Not not even ours. (laughs) Not ours. I told you that when we, when we talked, I was like, I don't listen to podcasts podcasts and maybe I'll change, but I was like, so you can't, I'm not, I, the sound of my voice mm-hmm. makes me want to vomit. And so the last thing I'm going to do is listen to uh, 30 yeah. minutes of me talking. Oh, sister. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm the same way I've, for my career. And I think, I, I think I, there's, there's somewhere I've met Julie before. And of course, um, I, I just have to figure it out, but I've done cooking segments my entire career at news stations. And uh, promoting cookbooks or promoting products or whatever. And um, I couldn't watch myself on TV. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's horrible. Oh, I would yeah. pick myself apart. Never once have I watched myself. And I'm 57. So I've been doing this since I was 21. And I never watched myself. And now I have to listen to myself for show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, Can you be more country? Good Lord. <laughs> Julia, Julian's in charge of show notes for that very reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, someone has to figure yes, out they like, do. what clues right. we want to use it's for social media. Here for, so. I know. I, we're jealous of your team. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> like, I know. I do everything. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> we are jealous of your team. We need a village. We do. We need a village. But when you, when we started, it was, it was, it was, it was daunting because I'm like, how do you explain what it is? Even my dad, bless his heart, he's still to this day goes, how's your radio show going? Uh -huh. And that's what he understands. Well, but he's like, kind yeah, of pressed. Of it's it's basically yeah. like a radio yeah, show. my it's radio show's going well. I wish my demand. podcast was better. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but it's, you know, starting it and then, you know, guests and and people on and talking and, 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 and is anyone listening? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just that whole thing. But why did you start? Of podcast, and I know that you were the one. Yes. That, okay, Julie, you, it, you, this was your idea. Yeah, you had to sell it, right? Yeah, to Emily. Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, I had been working at the ticket, so I had transitioned from TV to radio already, and um, I loved, I love what they do over there, and it's just a little bit more relaxed format, um, and it's just kind of shooting the breeze, having fun, um, their structure, but not a ton. And there were no females. I was the only one there, right? That was a, that was a female at the ticket at the time. And a lot of females listened and a lot of males, you know, listen. And I feel like there's, there's a bit of a hunger for a sports based, um, female driven something in this market mm -hmm. and beyond. Um, you know, because anytime you see a, a woman and I was that woman on the ticket, I was doing the tickers. Right. So you'd come back from break and I'd say, this is what happened in the Mavs game last night. And tonight the stars are going to play. And then tomorrow the Rangers are going to play if they figure mm -hmm. out this lockout situation. And so and so but that was my role. Right. You're kind of put sure. in this little like box. And, right. and, and even on the TV broadcast, there are more women on them, but they're always kind of put in this little box. Mm -hmm. um, and and I just wanted to be able to have something that was free form and that was really showing personality and, and that was talking about sports and that was talking to athletes about their lives outside of sports and what they're really like um, and just having real conversations mm -hmm. that, that people want to hear. And when I got the idea to do it while I was at the ticket, because I, I loved being there and I'm still there to an extent. I'm going on tomorrow, I think. But um, I knew it. I I wasn't just going to be doing that that specific job for the rest of my career. Um, and I just saw the media landscape changing a mm -hmm. lot. Like it, there's there's people are looking for other things outside of just watching a, a sporting event or a show, um, and they're looking for more content. And they're looking for content that that is real and relatable. Um, and community. And, and community. Community. Mm -hmm. People, that is something that the ticket has a lot of, but like feeling like you have a big, like people that you you know and that that are strong, like loyal followers and, and having more of a discussion with everybody and not just talking at people. Um, so anyway, I had the idea of wanting to do something like this. And then when I had the idea... I, I tell Emily every time I'm like, I only wanted to do it with her. Like I, I knew I wanted to find another female like based locally that worked in sports, but I knew from knowing Emily and then from seeing some of the things that she was doing, like she had started a blog and she, she's done a lot. Like I knew she had an entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. and that she was also really freaking funny and fun and that people loved her. So um, that's why I reached out to her and, and said, okay, I have this idea. Like I think, I think we need to do this. I think there's something here and we just need to, to give it a whirl. Um, and luckily she, you know, it's a time commitment. It is. And we're still mm -hmm. working through all of that. Right. Um, cause she's still covering the Rangers and I ended up leaving my job cause I was like, okay, well I need to be more available if this is sure. my thing. Um, but it, it, has gone really, really well. And it's been awesome. And Emily is like a wonderful partner. And and I joke, I'm like, I didn't know she was really good at all this other stuff, like the business side of stuff too. And, and, um, it's fun. It's fun because it's something that you start up on your own. Um, and, and I also told her, I said, you know, we've both like worked hard for a long time to, to develop relationships in this market. And just because I leave this job or you leave this job doesn't mean that you don't still have that relationship. And, 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 those relationships and you being the person you are will will come back around like people are going to want to come sit and chat with us sure. just like we've chatted with them or 
or done interviews with them for so many years. Um, so it's gone really well. It's been really awesome. Um, it's been really fun. And I, I do feel like after our 100th episode, like we're just kind of really really getting going trying to yes exactly you just start the click yeah. starts figuring click. things out yeah do, i mean and you do figure th- things out for sure because yeah. it is so new for me doing television and then going to this and mm-hmm. i've done radio and things like that but i mean it is it's it's and it takes it does take a village and you two are the village because <laughs> the entrepreneur spirit and you're both you know you both have a passion for sports so definitely so you're both moms you have two mm-hmm. children and we've talked about this, but how difficult is your, I mean, it's difficult being a mom. It's, it just, they didn't give us a manual. Yep. yep. They didn't, we've already talked Hardest about this. Thing they the didn't, world. but how has it been with your careers, with your children? Has it been, I mean, has it been, I mean, you were traveling. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's just, I, we've never known anything different than this, than this crazy schedule life. Mm -hmm. And so when I met my husband, I mean, I always knew we didn't meet till I was 30 and I always knew that I was, I was going to need to find someone who was going to be supportive of me and this crazy life. And also too, when we, when the time came when we did have kids, like he was going to have to be hands-on step up. Like you cannot, we, I wasn't going to have, I mean, we have, don't get me wrong. We have a a ton of help and still do mm-hmm. and always have. But there was, I mean, he had to be a, want to be a really hands-on dad. And as a, a, a girl who was raised by my father with my sister, I wanted that at, in a partner. And Mike has knocked it out of the park. Like he is, I mean, and I, when I think back to those times when, you know, I was going to the World Series in 2011 and I was carrying around 10 pounds of breast milk around uh. Bush Stadium because I had been away for, it ended up being an extra day. And, you know, he's got a, I mean, at that time it would have been October. Henry would have been two and two months old, three months old, maybe. And so here he is manning the, I mean, granted he had help, but I mean, he's got, he's doing bedtime. He's getting all the things he's doing. And same way when, when we had Hattie, she was born um, in June of 2013. And so that's when I don't think we made the playoffs that year anyway, but it's just, I, I went to back, back to work after six weeks, if not sooner, um, with both kids. And so he was extremely hands-on. And then we just got kind of a system in place of like, this is how we kind of roll. Our family is super involved Um, and they love that. And so, you know, you just kind of have to figure it out, but my family doesn't know any different. And I will say this will be the first year I'm traveling this season in two years, because I didn't travel in 2020 and 2021. Every year after the season, we have a conversation. What do you guys think about mommy going back to work? Is it too much? Do you miss me too much? Are you too stressed? Like what? Blah, blah, blah. We all sit down as a family. And this year more than ever, they were like, we want, we do not want you to retire. And I don't know if they're to this age where they're more self-sufficient. You know, they're, they're, they think mommy's job is pretty cool. Exactly. Um, but I also do think they've forgotten what it's like for me to travel. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I know you want me to go back to work. Keep in mind, I'm going to be gone for about cumulative a month over th- that mm-hmm. six month baseball season. Like, oh, we got it. We're fine. And, and we do, we have a good system in place, but my family just has never known anything different than a crazy ass schedule right. than me working at night that than me work, you know, traveling. They, they just have never, known any different. And fortunately, we, like I said, we have such, such a supportive, you know, army around us with between, you know, our nanny, Miss Vicky, who I literally couldn't do anything without. And then, you know, she just, she comes two days a week, but she's literally my savior. And then um, we have family. I mean, Mike's family is here. My mom is here. Mike's sister is here. She doesn't have kids. She's like the best thing ever because she doesn't have kids. She treats my kids like hers shops for him, like does all this awesome stuff. So we're, we're in a really, really good situation. What age are your kids? Henry is eight in the fourth grade. Hattie is sorry. Henry is 10 in the fourth grade. Hattie is eight in the second grade. 10 and eight. Ten okay. And eight. So they're, they're, yeah. and they're fun. They're fun now and they can stay by themselves for a while. Like, you know, you don't, we don't have to do the whole childcare after school until dad gets home. It, we, we've got it. It's they're right. at a very manageable age right, right now. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. But you did it when they were little too. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. it's like evening out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, we've kind of hit a little bit of a mm-hmm. honey hole. I mean, there can be jackasses too, but they're, they're, that'll be forever. They're That's like self-sufficient jackasses. It's <laughs> kind of amazing. <laughs> did you 
know they think you're cool right now. I mean, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But you know, my daughter, she thought I was the biggest dumbass. I mean, until she turned 21. Yeah. Like and she I've heard at that, me, especially like, with girls. I mean, Ugh. just, and she was, you know, sweet, but she just thought, I mean, just the, like a roll in her eyes and stuff. I was just like, oh my gosh. But when she turned 21, it's like she became my best friend. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm like, I'm, yeah. just wait. I mean, it can you imagine Anna being a jackass to no. you? I know. <laughs> just wait for it. Yeah, just wait, wait for it. Because it. it's coming. No. It is coming. Just let me enjoy <laughs> this bliss. she's so adorable she's so and so sweet. Sweet. She's going to turn on you. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just maybe kidding. she'll be the one. She'll be the one. She'll be <laughs> the, the one. one that Tell does us it. about your kids that are not jackasses. <laughs> oh, well, they're still jackasses. <laughs> they can still be jackasses. Um uh, I have a six and a half and a three and a half year old. Six and a half and three and a half. Mm -hmm. So two, girl, two girls? No, a uh, boy and, and then a girl. Okay. Right, yeah. Boy and a girl. A little sit more. Yeah. Um, Should we tell everyone we're drinking a little bit of wine? Yeah. yeah and it's morning. Okay. Pull it's back morning. the curtain. Okay. Just, if y'all hear no, it going. it's lunchtime. It. It's already <laughs> after 11. <laughs> right. They don't know. Oh, tell everyone it's five o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I have a six and a half and a, and a three and a half year old and, um, and and they're fun. They're just really busy right now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I can't pass hand them off or leave them alone or any of that <laughs> yet. Well, you like, could. Like, but... can, I leave, can I leave them alone when he's seven, eight? Like, what are we talking here? Like, what's the book on this? What is, what's, <laughs> what's the, the worst that can happen? What's the age where they can babysit each other? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But no, they're good kids and they're sweet and they're really good friends. Um, but with my career, like I was, I was working a lot at night too, and I met my husband through work who also works at night and he's he's a coach like he's on the coaching staff so he's crazy busy oh, and he yeah. travels he's like emily's job you know but even more because he's got to be at practices and everything yeah. else like there's no days off um and i kind of had this like moment where i was trying to figure it out with i was pregnant with Ryder covering i was on on you know the sidelines of all the hockey games and and then even when he was one and two years old. We were getting a babysitter at night so we could both go to work. I remember one time we were both at work in the middle of a game and the babysitter sent me a, a well, she called. I didn't answer because I was like on TV and she sent a picture and she's like, I'm so sorry, but he just fell and like she she had him in the stroller and he started kicking the stroller moved forward onto my whatever. He got like a black eye while we're both at work, you know, mm -hmm. and I just like dropped everything and I ran home and I'm thinking, okay, this isn't like one of us has to figure mm -hmm. something out here. Mm -hmm. And and luckily with the, not luckily, but I mean, it kind of worked itself out with my job um, to where I was able to shift uh, organically um, into something else. And that, and the ticket was much more like kid friendly, the schedule and everything else where it was, I was 10 to three and, and everything I'm doing now I can work into my schedule. So I feel like if you've got one person crazy traveling, mm -hmm. like the other person, you've got to have someone, sure. right? Yeah. Like that can be kind of the anchor. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm doing now. Um, I'm trying to be the anchor as best as I can right. in our family, but it's always crazy and, and being alone, you know, with my husband, but he's the one that's pursuing his passion and, sure. and everything else. So, um, it's always a juggle. I don't know. I mean, I, I talk to people where neither of them work at night and travel and they're still struggling, right? It's just yes. hard. Like it's hard no matter what. Kids are hard figuring it all out. It's a juggling act. And you know, it's what you said, Emily. It's just, it's what you know. It yeah. is exactly what you know. My um, my daughter is 22 now and her dad and I, oh gosh, separated when she was three. And, you know, it, it's, it makes me sad and, and she going through, um, we have a, a, a fabulous divorce, but we co-parented well, but I was a single mom for a very long time. And, you know, just bringing the suitcase out because my life was travel. Then her dad was travel, but it was a balance, but that's all she knew. Right. You know, and she'd, she'd go to San Antonio and get underneath the desk and she knew to be quiet when I'm doing a cooking segment and oh. Saturday morning news. And I'm, you know, I mean, she just knew that that was her life, but that I, I hear her talk about it and it's just, that was so fun. Mom. Yeah. That's and so I think cool. it, it makes them adapt. I mean, you know, I mean, life is about fucking curveballs like all the time. And so yes. if I feel like I'm, and I, you know, one of my children, Henry is very much more like structured and OCD and anal like me. And I, I, it, I can't imagine if, if I, I just was like at home every day, you know, I, I can't imagine if, if he didn't have to like kind of navigate these 
waters that have made him so much more adaptable because his personality is such where it's he needs the structure and the and so this is pushing him out of his comfort zone to mm-hmm. to be adaptable to kind of go yeah. with the flow to That's learn good. how to do things and i really think it's great for him because if if i would if i allowed him to do the same thing every day in the same way he's a lot like me he yeah. would he would do it and so your future pushing his him future outside. wife thanks you yeah, yeah. for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> breaking him through all exactly exactly for sure yeah. 1000 yeah. well you know starting this podcast um why i started and of course my timing for my husband and you like you were saying you have to have a partner that supports what you're doing and my husband retired souls company in 2019 you know, a couple of months later, I start this. I'm I am busier than I've ever been. When you're working for yourself, yeah. it's a little bit different, you know. So starting the podcast, and he has been the biggest cheerleader, supporter. You got this. You know, I quit my my stupid self every day. <laughs> I got quit. Yeah. But you know, you when you, you have that, I just quit. I don't yeah. like her anymore. But um, <laughs> but you know, you 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 just have that person that supports you. My daughter supports me and it's so great because he was retiring. I'm going to have the time of life. I'm going to travel. No, we're not trying. Well, COVID, that, you know, helped right. me a little bit, but, you know, starting this podcast and it's more lifestyle and we talk about not a lot about sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Fine. That's all right. <laughs> but uh, but um, we when I started, it was sharing my experiences, S- sharing. And I've had therapists on here say, "Stop saying failures." They were freaking failures. Sorry, mm-hmm. I failed. Um, but then I learned more from my failures yeah. than I did my success. And you know, it, from from dating to my third marriage to all these different things, people are like, "Why did you start this? Why did you?" Because I wanted to share these conversations yeah. with everyone in a in a relaxed in a relaxed mm-hmm. environment yeah. and let people know that, that they're not only one in everyone's struggling. You know, I'm in menopause now. My vagina is so dry. I mean, I can hardly, oh, God read. bless you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, going through menopause and the number of women and men that reach out to me that that really are like, thank you for finally making where we're not, we didn't think we were normal. Yeah. You know, and I didn't even think about that. And that goes back to that community. Like Emily mentioned, yeah. like in what, in yes. what we're seeing, it's like people, are all experiencing a lot of the same things and and they want to spend their time listening to that and talking about that something that they're experiencing so i think it's good and that's why it's fun that these kind of podcasts have really taken off because people are just being real and they can relate to it yeah and i think that's what you nailed it like that people want people they can relate to you know and if you're like i don't know i you know to me i'm like if you're too polished and too structured and too scripted. It's not, that's not, I don't know. That's not relatable. And that's the way I approached my television career. I mean, I'm, it's, I started out being that way in news, but I, very quickly I strayed from that. And that at that point in time, early in my career, that wasn't a normal thing. I yeah. mean, it was very structured. Right. Yeah. You were like, I feel like one of the first ones. I really was at like, least it- in yeah. Here, this, yeah. This I'm market. like, listen, yeah. I want to be able to show my personality. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to you know, it's, it's just sports. Like, I mean, I'm not covering fucking politics or medicine. Mm. Like we're, we're talking about sports. Like let's have some fun. Let's Mm -hmm. show some personality. Um, and you know, sometimes that went over well and sometimes it didn't, but that's kind of part of the deal. But I feel like so many people are looking for, for others that they can relate to Mm -hmm. that are in similar situations or if nothing else, just like make them laugh. Like, you know, I mean, self-deprecation is a big part of my arsenal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I will, you know, beat myself up and, um, yeah. and you know, t- talk about how bad my hair is and all that kind of stuff until the cows come home. Because I think a lot of that is because I just don't really care. Right. Yeah, it's kind uh, of a beautiful thing, yeah, not caring. Just like, I just don't really mm-hmm. care. So um, anyway, yeah, I think that's, it's, that's it. It's a great resource for your Mm -hmm. listeners um, to have someone they can identify with telling them that their vagina is dry, too. And, (laughs) you know, all that stuff. I mean, everybody's like, oh, God, it's not just me who has a dry vagina. This is awesome. (laughs) It happens to everyone else. Literally everyone. Yeah. When they hit a certain point. Right. So let's just talk about it. I've been talking about my hot flashes. I don't know if I'm going through menopause. I think my vagina is still okay for now. I still get she she startles me sometimes. I know. (laughs) Um, but I will say the night sweats, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like the other night I had to change my shirt. I was so it's a thing drenched and I have, I've had a hysterectomy, but you don't have any, you don't have, 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 what do you have left? 
Oh yeah, I had everything taken everything. out. See, oh, I have just one in ovary April. left. Just I have one. In April. Yeah, she I just have had more than y'all. Yeah, I have <laughs> one ovary. You're winning. I'm you're winning. basically like twenty. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> you're younger yeah, than both of us. My you have more vagina. You have <laughs> more female reproductive organs than we do combined. Cheers to your organs. There you go. Why don't we? We need a promotional like picture. It's us, and it's like two chicks, one ovary. Oh. Um, yes, we do. There you go. There's an idea. Maybe two chicks, one ovary. That could okay. be the name of our podcast. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly. Exactly. On today's episode of the Mom Game: <laughs> Two chicks, one ovary. <laughs> Which one has it? <laughs> you can win a prize if you guess. We'll, we'll what is that to... ovary doing to her? <laughs> or night not sweats? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's a thing. It yeah. is a thing. And let me tell you, ooh, I was, I, I went to my doctor last year and she said, well, you're postmenopause. I went, what? What do you mean postmenopause? Like, I, I mean, I didn't know that was a thing. And, but well, I feel like, I still feel crappy. I mean, <laughs> but wait, how am I post? Yeah. Anyway, it's just, I just didn't even, I thought it was Perry. Then you're menopause. No, you have post. What's it's Perry? A, Perry, it's probably where you are now before uh, menopause. Perry. Mm-hmm. Things, things you learn on the my so-called fabulous. You heard it right here. What's up, Perry? <laughs> yeah. Emily's in the Perry. Yeah, What's Perry? because of the nights. Oh yeah, girl. Mine's all jacked. I don't think I'll ever have one or anything. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think because of the hysterectomy, I don't get to go through these cool phases like oh, y'all. Gosh. Oh gosh! Well, well, let me tell you, current post, you are it's missing all out. Just, like wiped out. Nothing like waking up at two a.m. to change your shirt because you're sweating through it. Yes, it's a thing. <sighs> it is. A thing. So you said now, Emily, that you just don't care, like like you, uh, because I don't right now, like I do, because I'm that influencer. Yeah, uh, it's exa- it, it can be exhausting, right? but. My whole career leading up to not long ago, I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my image, my this, did I did right. say this one? I, I would have never said anything about my vagina before, but, right. but you know what I mean? Like yeah. now I do care, but I am more confident in my maturity. There you, there you go. go. You know, when you know, more confident. Yeah. I and I think for me, it's like, um, obviously I care what people think about me. Like yes. I care. I can't uh, take that back. I care what people I care about think about me. There it is. That's it. Um, and so if you don't like, because I want to be as authentic as I can be, whether it be on our podcast, on this podcast, on social media, mm-hmm. I want to be as authentic as I can be because, and this is what I always t- like ask myself, like there are times when I think about doing something and then I think about my close group of girlfriends and like the text I would receive if I like, I don't know, did something ridiculous, like, you know, did a pose with duck lips and tried to look sexy. And then my <laughs> girlfriends would be like, um, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Why, what are you doing? And is everything okay? They called you out. Right, they would totally call yes. me out. And so I feel like if you surround yourself with people who will call you out and trust, I mean, my husband is top on, like he's, if I asked my husband to take a duck face picture with me trying to look sexy, he'd be like, and we need to see an attorney. Like, <laughs> like you're not the person I, I did you not were. sign up for this. Right. No. I did not sign up for duck lips and sexy <laughs> poses. So anyway, I just feel like you get to a point where I don't know that you're just you're just not as concerned about the masses and you're more concerned about the people who you really value and who you really care about. And um, I, I don't know. I just am like, this is and. I just want to be who I am. I don't want someone to ever meet me and be like, God, you're totally different than I thought you would be. You're Ah. totally different. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be that. Like I want to be who I show on television and the podcast and social media. Like I want it to be like, that's what I am. Right. Like, and that's kind of why we cuss on the podcast. Like I, I have a terrible mouth, like a totally foul mouth. I was raised by my dad. Um, people are like, oh, well, you've been in a clubhouse for 20 years. I'm like, that has nothing to fucking do with it. This is my daddy. <laughs> my daddy taught me how to cuss. It. Like I have, I got this. do not take this away from my father. <laughs> he instilled this in me and my sister at a very, very early age. I mean, he didn't, but I mean, you know, it's just, it's part of it's part of who I am. And my kids, I don't cuss in front of my kids. I try not to cuss in front of my kids. How do you do that? But they also know. How do I not cuss on TV? How have I not cussed on television? Not on one though. Wow. Yeah. I don't want you to do so, that. So, but anyway, my kids know <laughs> I cuss and we try to have conversations about it. Like, cause they still think it's funny if I say a bad word or if they hear a bad word or, 
I mean, but I, I just try to teach them, you sure. know, I mean, like how do you the other well, day? It was teach like, them like, it's something like when you drink, like when you turn 21, you can do this too. Right. Exactly. But like, how do you the other day? I was like, remember when Izzy used to hump Griffey? And I was like, those are our dogs. And I was like, <laughs> I do. What's humping? And I was like, it's not, it's just not appropriate. Like it's, you saw it. That was humping. She's like, what if I humped you? And I was like, we don't, we're not, there's, you, we don't hump. That's Just something don't that do dogs that. do. She's such a little bitch. Like she's like, <laughs> and then she was like putting on my sunglasses. Cause she, this is what she does. She knows. She knows what humping is. She's seen it. And she, she knows, but she's trying to needle me. So yeah. she, she put on my sunglasses the other day. She's like, mommy, what's that word? It starts with an S when somebody looks really pretty. Do I look that? And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. Is it sexy? And I was like, it's not sexy. Oh, it's sexy. No. And I don't want you using that word. I don't want. She was like, but I thought you told me that's what it, it, what it means when somebody looks really pretty. And I'm like, I, for, it's older people. You're eight. Oh, You're goodness. not supposed to be sexy. God damn it. Like, stop. <laughs> stop doing this to me. Stop torturing me because she knows she just she's she smart. She's she going down this yeah. hole to like pull shit she's out of like, me i'm gonna get mom <laughs> oh yeah sexy what is I it sexy she's like looking at herself in the mirror and i'm like i'm like, oh, gonna kill no, you no oh, gosh. That's, oh, in yeah. my, that's in my near future oh, oh that's yeah. yeah sunglass anna oh, yes she's, she just looks in the mirror oh, coming, she's three she's coming for you so it's something it's coming mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's something. coming you know and social media how do y'all deal with that with your kids uh, yours are, are very yeah. very young yeah but. mine are not on it i will tell you though this is so funny that we're having this conversation now just last week. So Hattie, when during, um, COVID we, I let her, I, I created a TikTok account and I would let her do TikToks. I mean, we were all fucking stuck in the house. I was like, do something. And and (laughs) the only people on her that could see it were family members, close Mm -hmm, friends, whatever. mm -hmm. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then we went out of town and then all of a sudden I come back because I have a but like a monitoring device and all of a sudden, so I totally forgot she even had it on her phone, on her mm-hmm. iPod. And so I come back and I'm like, there's all these videos and it's her like, you know, tr- basically trying to be a teenager. Sure. And I was like, mm, and no. you're oh, eight. Like on her own. Well, on, it's on mine. It's right. on my account. But I don't even have TikTok. But on, you hadn't even seen it. I hadn't seen it. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. So she comes home that day and I was like, well, we need to have a conversation. This is why I don't like it. This is why, this is what makes me feel uncomfortable, blah, blah. She's like, okay, cool. Just delete it. Like just, so we just deleted the account. And I was like, when you get older, we can yeah. explore social media. That's good. Revisit this. Yeah. You're, you're eight. We don't need this right now. Right. And now they have this, um, and maybe somebody might be listening and be like, that's terrible too. But there's a thing called, cause I think a lot of times they want to do these dances and stuff, which yes. I don't disagree. I like. And yeah. we all did them when we were little, yes. right? We just didn't have an we app. Didn't have exactly. So now they have this. Like, always we're making up dances. So it's yes. Zoomerang. It's okay. called Zoomerang. And it's just, it, there, it's not, I don't think it's a social media thing. I think it's just like you, rec- the dances record on your phone and okay. with the music and then you can send them to people. And I'm like, oh. in on that. Okay. You send me your videos. I'll send them out to the family. Right. You can send them to the family. It's not out there Whatever. for the whole world to see. It's not out see. there for the whole world to see. So that's, okay. that, I mean, that's, that's what. But that's hard. And Henry, my son is not anywhere close to being he's not asked for it he is not whatever he wants to play video yeah and i'm like we're putting that off as long as we can yeah yeah it is i know when uh kennedy was in uh i probably junior high or uh, middle school it was when snapchat started oh yeah snaps i mean and it's still a thing yeah Uh i mean that's i mean that was and we didn't know when we were all you know the parent text group and everything it was just scary times but I can't imagine, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just, a, I'm hoping it's, it'll all phase out by the time my kids get old enough. <laughs> like it won't be, right. it'll be like the Facebook, you know, how no uh, one thinks Facebook's cool oh, anymore. Right. Like now my kids will maybe think none of this stuff is none cool. Of this is true. No. Yeah. And just they'll just go come the sit and oh, like and nicely yeah, hang out with you, book, oh. eat dinner, go to bed nicely and be like, oh, social media. My that's, mom is so cool. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Not doing that. No, I'm not like interested. Yeah. Great plan, Julie. We'll see. We're going to revisit that podcast. Uh, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Mark this. Mark yes. this, please, exactly. on uh, February 15th. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, this has been so fun. I just, I'm so glad. And I ha- I'm, I, I, I was so nervous because I thought I was going to have to tell how many innings and all that. Oh, no goodness. Stuff. Like, we're going to come <laughs> on and quiz you. Might, I know. <laughs> I know. It's just that that was my 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 nightmare hell last night. Oh, oh, my, gosh. Time. I'm going, oh my gosh. But we're still going to talk about the all 22s from the Super <laughs> yeah, Bowl Emily on Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my stars yeah. right 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 oh my stars can right? you believe 
please. I'm going to bring that one to the ticket, I think. Oh, oh my, my stars. stars. Right? If someone says something, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, my stars. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. Well, I enjoyed having you. Please come back and visit. Yeah. Let's talk about the next phase of life when you guys yeah. have dry vaginas. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> I mean, we need to have you on the mom game to talk about how to deal with dry vaginas. I got so, this. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. gosh, I'm full of it, y'all. <laughs> you should come on. I yeah. should come. We will. I we'll love it. This has it. been so fun and it's great. So how can we find you? Other than I'll have you all on my social media, but how can we find you? Um, at the mom game pod on uh, Twitter, Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the momgamepod.com is our website mm-hmm. where we occasionally do website things. <laughs> like blog and and you can yes. you can also see all of the episodes on there on there and it links to where we also sell some fun merchandise and stuff like that like this wine tumbler that i brought oh which my is goodness. a coffee tumbler this morning um but yeah so i think that's most of it i'm at jules dobbs um on instagram and at julianne dobbs on twitter and i am at emily jones 1977 not to give away my <laughs> birth year on Instagram and then at Emily Jones McCoy on Twitter. And then you can always find the podcasts on vocalnow.com. That's right. 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 Yeah. So thanks so much for having us. Yes. Are you going to spring training? I, I mean, if we can stop the lockout. Yeah. Okay. My plan is to go. Usually Mike. So, and that's another thing my kids love is they've been to spring training every year since Hattie was in a like jump up Johnny. Um, wow. So they, my kid, especially Henry loves it, but they really want to go. So if things get cleared, we'll yeah. go, we'll go to spring training. I usually only go for like a week to 10 days um, and then we'll come back. So Fine. fingers crossed for yeah, the, we'll see. Yeah. I went in 2020 and we shut down like midway through my stay. I sent the kids home and then I was in a hotel for two days, like in isolation because they wouldn't let us anywhere near anyone. And then, um, it all, 20, it all worked, didn't it? And then it all worked. Oh yeah. I all mean, just isolating. like everybody, everybody just <laughs> hunker down for two weeks and we'll be fine. <laughs> We're used to that now. Uh, right. Um, so anyway, hopefully we'll get back at it well, good. this year. It's yeah. coming up for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, thank you girls so much. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yes. And everyone, thank you so much. Go rate and review this podcast and Hey, let us know what you think and what you would like to hear and follow me at Tiffany C. Blackman. Blackman. There it is. And everyone keep being fabulous. Thank you.